Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, we're continuing a great theme. Uh, This Halloween, um, you know, my suggestion for a film has got to be The Manson Brothers' Midnight Zombie Massacre. And we've got yet another great star from that movie. It's Jaden Lund. Jaden, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it, it it is a pleasure, and I've got to say, from watching the movie many times as 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 I have, and I completely support the show. I've even got my Manson oh, Brothers wow, T-shirt. Yeah, nice. with 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 my mug as well. Oh, did yeah. you get the whole swag bag? Did you get the? Did oh. they send you like um, the whole box of stuff? Oh, Mike and Chris looked after me uh, because yeah. a lot of the stuff didn't ship out to the UK. And I was a bit disappointed. So it took a bit of time because obviously the mail over in the, you know, from the US to the UK can be pretty slow. But the other day I found a lovely box full of goodies. Um, So Uh I'm wearing wearing the shirt with pride. And uh, this is my mug, no one else's mug, Uh, not even the kids (laughs) or the wife. It's just I my need show one of those mugs. You know, I, I know I could purchase one. I should go get one. Or maybe I'll call Chris and uh, Mike and see if what they'll send purchase me a one. swag bag. Purchase one. You know? You're Captain Marvelous. You shouldn't be purchasing one. They should be giving you one. You know, uh, with well, Captain you know, Marvelous on it. I don't want to ask for stuff for free. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe if I made some calls, <laughs> I could probably get something for free. <clears throat> I, I, I am sure you could. I am sure you could. So before we sp- talk about this awesome movie that I've seen probably about six, seven times now. Uh, wow, that's awesome. I know. And you know what? I Anyone that hasn't watched, watched it, they need to watch it. And they need to watch it more than once because there's so much going on and it's so well written that when you actually do watch it more than once, you miss things that you... You didn't see the first first time, like the one-liners and the things going off in the background. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. It really, really is. But before we uh, talk absolutely. about... I think there is a lot of jokes upon jokes. And, uh, you know, people laugh at that first joke and miss the next joke right underneath it. There might be a little zinger right underneath it that they totally missed the first time because they're laughing at the first time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But before we talk about the movie, I want to find out a bit about you, Jaden, because because you're you're a man of mystery. Because on IMDb, there is not a lot of information about you. You know, plenty about your credits, which you've done so much stuff over the years. But first, first, first of all, uh, where are you from? Where were you born? Um, because I've got conflicting things on the internet again you're a man of mystery oh. sir mm. okay well I'll, hopefully i can clear this all up i was born in kansas city missouri <clears throat> go chiefs and yeah uh, i th- but i was only there till two years old i think uh, i was there for two years and then uh, my family moved back to south dakota i grew up in sioux falls south dakota uh where i went to school and uh, i live you know graduate high school I went to college in south dakota mm. And uh, so that I'm, I'm from South Dakota. My both sides of my my mom's family and my dad's family they're all from South Dakota. It just happened to be I was born when my dad had a job in Kansas City, and uh, so 
that might be a little confusing where I was born and where I was raised, but I'm hmm. my whole family's from South Dakota, always has been. So, mm. and and clear? I've got to ask ask as well that why acting? Uh, I always ask my guests because it's it's not a, a, a normal profession. It really re- really isn't, and it, it no. comes with a lot of struggle, a lot of you know, a lot of obstacles. So why choose right. acting and not any other profession? I, I, you know what? This might sound corny, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a choice in my decision. I, I think I was seven years old and I wanted to be an actor. I just knew that that's what I wanted to be, and so it, it was it was early on that this is what I wanted to do. And uh, in South Dakota, you're already behind the eight ball. You, there's no avenue from uh, Sioux Falls that's going to help you get on a fast track to be an actor. It was very difficult. And so, you know, I, you know, but I, you know, I look back at all the struggling times. You know, I was doing touring a touring show out of Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, man, that was tough being in a van for hours and then getting to the place and performing, only to sleep that night and get up and do another show the next day. It, it was it was tough, but I look back at those times as some of the best times of my life. Just being an actor and performing, it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I performed all over the Midwest. Am I, I am I going off on a tangent, or did you ask this question? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's about what what really inspired you to become an actor. You know, um, was I, was, like was there said, a movie that you if, saw? There was or? any inspiration or something hit me? I just as a kid was always performing for my friends, always performing for my family. I wanted to do you know make people laugh. I was trying to be funny all the time, and then uh, you know, I just as I grew and uh, got older. I mean, I even by the time I was in high school, I know I'd already performed in uh, in shows at uh, at the Orpheum Theater in Sioux Falls. I'd done a lot of children's theater and 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 just did a lot of stuff. So by the time I hit high school, I was auditioning and I felt very comfortable to audition for these. And I was getting roles when I was you know a sophomore, uh, getting lead roles. So I just it just like happened. I I. I there was no question that I was not going to be an actor. I, I know I, mm-hmm. I, I know that sounds bizarre, but I there was never a time in my life that I can think of. I was like, well, maybe I should be a lawyer. Maybe I should be this. I, was, I wanted to be an actor. That was it. And uh, mm-hmm. not so sure it was the best. It's a lot of times I'll say, eh, I'm pick something else. <laughs> but 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 do. the great great thing about being an actor is that you can be that doctor. You can be that right as. As an actor, you can actually right. be yeah. be all of those. There is a cartoon over in the UK called uh, Mr. Ben, which is a kid's car- cartoon. And, and every episode, he goes in and he becomes someone else. So it's a bit like that being an actor that you can actually, you know, be whatever you want on screen, which I think is, uh, you know, a beautiful thing about acting. Um, so when Absolutely. starting... So when stars started out, what did your family? I mean, are you from a creative family, uh, or was this a complete surprise to them that you wanted to pursue a career in acting? I, it was a surprise to my father. I I, <clears throat> I remember uh, he sitting me down once um, and saying, "Well, so your mother thinks you want to take these acting classes. Um, is that something you want to do?" I, I don't know if I was seven or eight or whatever, and I was like, my dad was asking, and I could tell he was not interested in driving <laughs> me back and forth to rehearsals or to classes he had no desire to do this but if i wanted to do it that was fine um but my mom was very supportive she really uh she thought oh he loves doing this i we gotta help him uh do this as best they they can in sioux falls so um yeah i uh yeah it's uh, my <laughs> my dad never i mean but 
my dad was also, you know, he was a different person. He was old school in the ways mm. of, you know, trying to motivate me. It being hard on me about being acting, that motivated me more to be a good actor than anything mm. else. I, if I had to do this, I had to be good. And it, my dad was not going to allow me to do this and be okay. I mm. had to be good at it. So I was constantly trying to prove to him that I should be an actor, uh, and, which is and, great. Uh, I needed that. And I've got to say, again, with dance, uh, I mean, I did performing arts at college and un u university as well. And um, I've got to say, my dad was ex-army, uh, very old oh, yeah. school. So when I told him I wanted to be an actor, it confused the hell out of him because he <laughs> yeah. he, he couldn't yeah. understand why. He was like, wait a second, why don't you want to join the army? Why don't you want to be a mechanic? And uh, I can remember he came to one of my first shows and it was the first time he's ever said that he was proud proud of me, which I've got yeah. to say has, has really stuck with with me throughout the years. Uh, I mean, sure. what did they what did they think of your first performances when when, when they went to uh, you know to see go to see you? With, 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 well, were they proud? Uh, there was a lot of plays. Uh, th this is a, something. It's going to sound awful, but if you know my dad, <laughs> my dad is extremely funny. And, uh, you know, he would just sit after every show that I would go to and, uh, and he would go, uh, how many plays have you dragged your mother and I to? And I go, I don't know, dad, a, a lot. And he'd, and he'd go, yeah, I've liked two. And that was his way of telling me this one was not one that he liked. <laughs> Bless him. So I, I got that a lot, but, uh, man, what motivation that was because mm. the two that he liked, he came back multiple times. He brought all his friends and he was like, he was very proud of me. And those times that when I was doing a show that he really liked and uh, that, that made it worth it. I mean, I, I liked that. He made me fight for it. He made me fight mm. very hard to get his approval. Mm. I mean, am I right in saying you now live in LA? Uh, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and was that move, um, you know, because of the, 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 the acting or was it because you like, Oh yeah, uh, the I moved, city of I Los moved Angel. to New York first. Um, I had an agent that saw me in a show and said he'd represent me, and he was in New York. I said, well, then that's it. I'm going to New York. And I went there. He did represent me, and um, I, I just couldn't get going in New York. I just was stumbling. It's hard just to make rent. I was young mm. and stupid, did not know what I was doing. And it just was hard. And I kept going and kept going until I just realized. And then a friend of mine said, hey, man, I just moved to L.A. Uh, you can come stay with me. And uh, uh and I said, I just jumped on it. I said, okay, I quit my job and moved to LA. And I didn't regret it at all. It was tough here too, you know. Mm. You think LA is gonna be so easy compared to New York, and it's not. It's difficult in different ways. The, it mm. might be sunny every day out here, but there, there's so much confusion and people will make, you know, be booking work all the time. And I'm watching them going, I, I don't think they've had an acting class. How are they working so much? And just nothing made sense to me. Um, mm -hmm. it didn't, it wasn't like the person who worked the hardest and was the most talented was going to get the work. It, mm -hmm. it could be anybody, it could be somebody's nephew who got him the <laughs> job. Uh, so I don't know, mm -hmm. weird. And, and what, what, what was your first impressions of LA when you went there? Um, I mean, was it paved with gold? Was it, you know, no, no, shining lights of Hollywood? Where, I, I remember thinking I was going to be out uh, in two years. I was like, this is, I'm not going to spend a lot of time out here, you know, because New York had just beat me up. I was coming out here. I was going to give it a few years and then I'm out. And um, uh, this is a long story, but I'll try and uh, I, I did a play out here uh, that I had done in, in New York. And the writer 
um, they, somebody out here called and said, hey, we want to do your play out in uh, L.A. And uh, she said, well, Jay Lund's out in L.A. Um, if he's available, I want him to play the same role he played in New York. And uh, so I got into this theater company that I didn't try to get into or anything. I just did a play with them. And it went off so well. It, it was really well received. It was a very funny show. I met people that are still friends of mine to this day in that play. And uh, Bruno Kirby came to the play, saw me in the play, went to dinner with me afterwards and asked me all these questions of what was my motivation for that part there? What was, you know, asking me all these questions. I was just like, I, I, this is amazing that I'm having a conversation with Bruno Kirby about acting. I was floored. And he, um, we became very fast friends and uh, he asked me to be in a play that he was directing right after that. And it just seemed that everything just started, you know, one thing led to another. He just slowly started figuring stuff out in LA. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting it. And all of a sudden I'm booking, you know, film and television. And it, but you'd have one great year and then the next year everything would fall apart. And you're like, oh, mm. I, I thought I had the ball rolling. And, so that's been pretty much my whole career, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you, got, have you got a backup plan? Because I've got to say, you know, acting, I suppose, can be quite secure on one side, uh, but then very insecure on the other. I mean, have you got a backup plan or is that like sort of tempting fate if you decide to yourself, do you know what, I'm going to go into this direction if things sort of dry up? No. No, I, I, I didn't. I, I know a lot of people do that, and I know it's very smart to do that. Mm. But I just think the bigger cushion that you set up to fall, and it's you make it easier to fall, you, you might fall. You might just mm. fall. And, and I just said, you know what? I'm not going to make it easy. If I if this doesn't work out, let my whole world fall apart. I, I you know, I'll worry about that when it comes. <laughs> you just live in the dream. Um, yeah. I mean, what 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 what's been the biggest obstacle for you? You know, starting out because you know it, it couldn't have been an easy road to get to where you are now because you've been in quite some big films and and starred starring some great shows. Uh, I mean, what has been the obstacle for you that you've had to overcome over the past you know ten uh, years? Myself, uh, I, I think mm. myself. I think. The, the doubt, the self-doubt that I've had to deal with, the things that I keep beating myself about, you know, going in an audition and just going, I have to get this. I have to get this. This is the one. This is perfect for me. This is the role for me. And I go in there just all wound up and I'm not prepared the way if you just go in and go, I got, you know, uh, the, the roles that I go in and I got, I'm like, I know this guy, watch this and go back and, and comfortable and it goes well and I book it. But the ones that the big ones where I think this is the one that could change my career. This is the one I get too much in my head. I get bunged up and I, I don't audition well. And uh, so I'd say the answer is me. It, it has the obstacle in my life has been me. If I could have just been comfortable and relaxed in all these auditions, I think I you know could have done much better. And do you find it easier now? Because obviously with the pandemic and auditions are now uh, turning more towards self-tapes. Um, do you find that easier than actually auditioning in person? Or? Well, that, that's a great question, Brian. And I talked to my friends about this recently that, you know, it's, uh, it, there's bet, there are good things about it because you can do it 40 times in a row. You can get it to where you're totally happy with it and then send it off. That's great. You don't get that in the room if you go in an audition. Mm. But I also like that my, you know, 
if you're comfortable talking to people and casting directors and stuff and, and the assistant and you get to know the assistant and make a couple jokes on the way in, the assistant's always happy to see you the next time you come in. I think that's a positive thing too that helps me, you know, in auditions is meeting these people personally and talking to them about things like you and I are talking. Mm. And I think that helps you get the job or at least get a call back before you can meet the director and writers and stuff. So I kind of miss that about going in and seeing the audition. I think that helps me in auditions may hurt me doing them at home. But again, it, you certainly can ask any one of your friends to help you out, work on it and you can work it forever. They give you three days now, instead of you have an audition tomorrow morning at eight in the morning, be there and you're up all night trying to memorize the lines as best you can. That's not always the best. That's not great. Mm -hmm. And, and can you remember your worst ever audition that you've had that, that just went absolutely <laughs> tits up? Well, there'd be so, there's a flood of auditions, but, uh, <laughs> um, I'd, I'd have to say, uh, the, the one, in, there was one in New York where, uh, I was auditioning for, uh, um, I did a lot of, uh, musicals back then. And so I had to practice singing a song for these auditions and I auditioned this song all night. I was, um, Joy to the World was a song that they asked me to sing. And uh, I was like, I can sing this. I, I know I can sing this. And I, I hired some guy to uh, piano and play with me. And he was like, no, you've got to belt that out. you got to really hit that. And I'm screaming, Jeremiah, <laughs> trying to scream this out and make it sound great. And uh, I just blew my voice out. I woke up and could not speak the next day. I was like, oh, and no. I went to the audition. And these two guys were like, hi, uh, you're going to sing for us? I go, I, guys, I'll sing it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what you're here for. So, and I, and it was like, nothing was coming out. I'm like, ah, am I? it was the worst thing that anybody has ever heard. And I just wanted to stop it, but they wouldn't say just stop. They just let me go through this whole song. And I stopped and they were like, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you shouldn't uh, be pursuing uh, being an actor and I lost my mind. I was like, who are you to tell me this? Who are you mm -hmm. to, you know, I lost my mind. I grabbed the song from the piano guy and I'm storming around. It was, I was so miserable. It was the worst experience of my life. Wow. Um, but I had so many of them there, but some of them turned out to be positives. There was one, mm -hmm. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I did one, uh, early on in New York, um, for law and order. And they asked me to be a, a scientist or something. They were looking um, uh, for clues on what this. And I was like, well, I found something um, in the watch, in the man's watch. I found uh, a pubic hair in the watch. Uh, so what you're looking for is a blonde, a natural blonde. And I'm doing it like this. I'm doing this, like, uh, auditioning. And she's crying laughing. The casters are crying laughing. I'm like, this is not a funny role. I don't know. Because, yeah, you're looking at the hair in a telescope. You're not holding it. <laughs> so I was doing the whole thing like I'm holding it. That was completely embarrassing. But she she called me back the next week. And and I booked that next job. She liked it. So she laughed. She thought it was ridiculous that I made that choice. But she liked me and got me a job. God bless her. Well, many say that um, I think the term is peacocking, where you 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 become so memorable that they do remember you for the for the future, and I think that is right. maybe key. That yeah. that yeah yeah. So yeah, so let's talk about zombies. 
okay because this movie is astonishing it really really is um if you could tell the viewers and the listeners um who you play and a bit about the movie in your own words oh okay well i play captain marvelous and and pretty much so all these wrestlers have had their heyday at some point in their life but this is not it they are now on a lesser group of wrestlers that uh, they're trying to uh, just go from town to town. They're not going to big towns. They're going to smaller towns like Santa Fe. They end up in Santa Fe in a smaller arena. Um, And this is where they're wrestling now. This is where their lives are. And, you know, they kind of are a little miserable as they get older. And uh, my character in particular is very miserable about his life. And uh, anyway, um, they're still good wrestlers. They're still, but, you know, they're just going so a lot of complaining at the beginning trying to figure out how they're going to do the wrestling how they're going to do the match and um then um they find out a couple of the wrestlers are on this uh new steroid uh that uh, turns them into zombies and is that a spoiler should i be saying i mean that's early on right yeah that's fine it's fine it's it's some zombies you've got wrestlers on the poster yeah i mean i mean i mean to be honest if if they haven't seen seen it it's their own fault there is a zombie breakout i can say that there's a zombie breakout and uh these uh wrestlers have to fight zombies how brilliant of an idea is that you know wrestlers fighting zombies how can you lose yeah and and your your character in this movie it's just hilarious. It really is. Your your diet dialogue is awesome. I mean, how did the project come about for you? How did it fall on your lap? Um, I've been friends with Max Martini even back when I was in New York. Uh, Max mm. and I had met in New York years ago, many, many years ago. And uh, uh, we met through mutual friends. So I knew him, but we didn't know each other really well. But we certainly had a few beers back in the day and, and uh, knew each other pretty well. And he then he said i'm going to la i got an agent and i'm moving to la and i was like wow uh, all of a sudden he's going to la well all right good luck and i literally went to a movie probably six months it felt like six months after that and he max is in the movie i think it was contact i think it was i saw him and i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god he's went out there and now he's you know going crazy anyway so max uh i i max and i did a movie out here together and uh it just happened we both booked it and uh we started hanging out again out in la and uh anyway uh they were looking for a big guy for this role and he thought of me and he had mentioned hey um i got a friend jay lund and uh, mike haggerty i don't know if you interviewed him mike haggerty one of the producers he i worked with him years ago and it just happened he goes i know jay lund so once Mike and Chris heard that they both knew me. I think they were like, oh, all right, well, let's let's try and get him. You know, I was like, yeah, well, not too hard to get me. I'm just sitting on the couch so whenever you're ready. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Max gave me, uh, I auditioned for Max, brought it in. And uh, I, I think, you know, Max was thinking of a specific character for this. And I, w- I don't think I was hitting right ex- what he wanted right away. I was like, I'm not sure... He's like, and so he talked to me. He was like, this is what this character... I was like, I got it. It was just like, I got it. I know what you're saying. Let me read. Let me redo it. So I redid the audition, sent it. And he was like, Jay, this is exactly the character. Yes, yes. And I, I got the job. Um, oh, awesome. And I, I was over the moon getting this job. I, I really took it very seriously. I, I This is the type of movie I want to do. You know, this is... It's funny. It's There's a lot of action. It's, it's, it's great. It's... Uh, Oh, it was a blast. I, I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat if, we, if I could. 
And when you had your script for the very first time and you read through it, what were your first impressions of the writing and the, and the stories? <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was great. Uh, I, I read it. I was laughing. I got the whole gist of it. I got it right when I was reading it. So it's easier to read than some scripts where you're like, I'm not sure the style of this. This style was very obvious from the page one on this. So it was an easy read to understand. I just like, there were some choices at the end. I don't want to talk about choices and stuff where I was like, wow, that's, I don't know why they chose that, but that's, I've never seen that. That's, that's bizarre choice. And I love it. You know, mm. so I, no, this the, I, this was a great read. I'm once I that I was really hooked when I read the script. I wanted to do this movie. And how did you develop the character of Captain Marvelous? Because do you know what? I just wanted to be Captain Mar Marvelous's friend. I just felt sorry for 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 him, but he just seemed like yeah. he's always been dealt like the the shit end of things. Do you know? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And and, and he just felt. You, you just felt sorry for, for, for him. I mean, how, how do you develop a character like that and bring that, that, that character to life? Well, I, I mean, uh, every actor's got a different uh, way of approaching it, but I, I always try to develop uh, people that I've known that are like this. And, mm. and you know, it, it, to me, uh, when I'm acting, I'll, I'll, I'll first start with, oh, this person, I know a person like this, and you'll, you'll kind of hone in on that person and once I'm starting to, I'm like, what traits do I have that are exactly the same as his? I, and I want to say, here's the things that I do that that person does. And I, and then once I start getting into, okay, now I have some familiarity um, with this character. Now I've got this part and I just have to start working on the rest. And it just starts to fall into place. Once you start realizing that, you know, I'm just, uh, things just aren't going my way. And, you know, and just, you just kind of, it, it just starts developing itself. For me personally, I know there's actors out there rolling their eyes on what I'm saying, but <laughs> that's how I develop a character is find out what this person should be, what this character should be, and then find the things that uh, I am, the things that I might not be proud of or I might not show, but we all have uh, insecurities and things like that in us. And if this person's insecure, then that's what I want to tap into. Hmm. And have you got a favourite scene? Because I've I've got a favourite scene that you were in, but it's really? it's interesting to hear what your favourite scene to film was. Wow. Um. I, well, that's it's funny uh, you say that because there are a couple scenes that I would say would have normally been my favourite scene, but I was having a bad day and in pain, and I was not. I was just trying to get through it. Um. The the um the scene in the locker room when I'm talking to, uh, the great Teresa, uh, that was, you know, that turned out great. That scene turned out great. A lot of people say they love that scene, but I, I had hurt my knee on the set and I was mm. just trying to get through that scene. I was just trying not to show that I was in pain. And, uh, so, uh, so it, I don't look back on that one and go, Oh, that was such a great day. Um, I, I, what is my favorite scene? Um, I, I have to say, uh, uh, when I go into Carson's uh, and see his uh, dressing room for the first time, that, that's probably one of my yeah. favorite scenes. Yeah, that is my favorite fa favorite scene. It's the oh, oddest it thing that's ever. The it. it is the oddest yeah. thing ever, and I just thought, my God, this is so off the wall. But I was laughing my head <laughs> off because <coughs> yeah, the, that, that's the type of choices that I'm talking about. Like, mm. why they just made a choice and they just went with it. They said, all right, this is gonna, this is how we're gonna do it. Uh, 
And I love it. I love when they made um, bizarre choices like that. that. That's what I loved about this script. Mm. And and this is why I think that there's some magical things to come for the Manson brothers and this yeah. franchise, especially if they bring it to comic books, because I I I just think it would just do fantastic. It really will. Uh, I mean, filming wise, the cast and crew, they seem like a blast. I mean, what was filming like day in day out? Was it as relaxed as you would imagine? Uh, was it just laughs all the time, or was it quite serious? It, no, no. It, it, well, it, it's funny that you said that because we did have a blast. I had so much fun on the set. And usually with low-budget feature films, this has been my experience, is you either have a blast making the movie and then that movie gets shelved and nobody ever sees it. And you're like, oh, we had so much fun, but evidently it just what, we didn't make a great movie. And this one, I remember talking to somebody. I was like, I hope this movie does well because it deserves to because we had so much fun making it. And uh, everybody got together, but it wasn't like we were, we didn't have time on the set to make all these, um, a goofy reel or a blooper reel and make, you know, flub up our line. Mm. We didn't have time for that. It, we had to be serious on the set and everybody took it very seriously. That's what I'll say, you know, Max called a lot of friends to, to, to cast this. He, he mm. asked, pulled a lot of strings and got a lot of friends, uh, asked favors from people and everybody showed up and everybody worked really hard on that. And I got to give Max credit for that. That was amazing. He found a great cast. And, uh, but Mike and Chris, not only did they make a great script and they were great in the movie, um, they're, they were so humble on the set, you know, like, you know, you, you bring in the trailers for everybody and there's a big honey wagon with the little, tiny little rooms for everybody just to go in and change clothes and then come back out. That's all there's room. You can't, you don't, you're not going to hang out in that trailer. Mm. Mike and Chris were in the tiny trailer. They were in the honey wagon right next to me. So how am I ever going to complain about anything? If these guys <laughs> are on the same, they're, they're doing the same for them as they're doing for, for me. There was, I just never felt like, anybody had any room to say, well, I, uh, any diva stuff or any of that stuff that an actor will do, not on this set. Nobody was in that mode. There, and usually you get one or two actors going, um, I can't deal with this. I'm not, this is too dirty. This is filthy. I'm not doing Everything was dirty <laughs> and filthy on this set. Nobody <laughs> cared. It was like, come on, we're making this movie. And, and it, it, everybody was excited about doing it. You know, if you were ever like, oh man, this is getting a long day. This is a long day. And you just look over and Mike and Chris and you're going, isn't this a long day? And they're going, I know, isn't this great? Isn't this amazing? <laughs> like, they loved every second of it. How can mm. you be disappointed or depressed or anything when the two guys that are in charge of this are having a blast, are mm. love, this is their dream come true. And that just, made everybody in a great mood. Everybody was working hard on this. And, and we had a blast on the set and off. We would go out afterwards and Santa Fe doesn't keep the bars open too late. We found out during the week, that yeah, was kind of tough, um, which was probably helpful because we probably would have stayed all night if they did. <laughs> but we'd go in, have a beer, and then get up the next morning and you know do, do it all over again. But it was so much fun. It really felt like going to camp or something because you just everybody you got along with you had so much fun on the set man i'm so happy that this movie turned out the way it did because mm -hmm. it really deserved to they they really deserved to make a great movie and i think they did 
and and it definitely shows on screen you know the amount of work and the fun i can just tell on screen you know yeah. that every, that everyone just got on with it and had a great time uh, yeah. but the most most important important question is did you get to keep your outfit <laughs> This is a huge question that I get a lot. Mm. I did not. I, somebody asked me what? if I wanted it, and I <gasps> said no. I don't. Well, it was a onesie, right? So, um, and it was really, really stuck to my skin. I mean, I sweat. So this thing was. I'd have to peel it off the other at the end of every night. Just peel it off. I, I. It was in bad shape. There was a costume designer or a costumer, uh, Ursula was her name, wonderful person. Um, she, after every cut, she'd have to run up and sew something back on, on that, on that suit. And it was falling <laughs> apart and it just, she'd just run on and start to glue something here. She's constantly was working on it. And so by the end of it, it was barely together. And so I was like, now, nah. so, Oh, you're going to want this. You're going to, trust me, you're going to want this. Like, no, I don't ever see me putting that back on. Uh, but uh, you're right. I wish I would have kept it I, now. And there was me thinking that I could have gone out for Halloween as Captain Marvelous. Um, you know, that would have been awesome. It really does. That would be amazing. That would be amazing, yeah. Honestly, you you have put um, you know you know superheroes on a whole new level in the fact of what the way you looked it was just magnificent, and I was very <laughs> very very proud proud of you. And and that is my Thank goal you. to be Captain Marvelous. Forget Superman, uh, oh, Captain Marvelous all the way. Definitely, definitely. So so looking on your IMDb. Um, I've got to say, there is not a lot of trivia there. So I like to get a bit of nuggets about you that maybe we could possibly put on your IMDb. So what is the most interesting fact about you? Oh, wow. Um, I <laughs> Oh, that's a tough question. I didn't see that one coming at all. This, I, I don't know. <laughs> what's the most interesting thing about me yeah or the most oddest thing something that someone might not know about you someone something that that is just bizarre okay well, well this one i i hate telling uh but i will say this i managed a strip club in new york just before i moved out here that was when i was at rock bottom uh, but i was managing a strip club in new york city uh in uh yeah in 98 or whatever it was and uh that's when i was like i i gotta get out of here that that's a whole different world <laughs> i was like this this is not for me this is uh this is rough that that's i i don't know mm. i don't i don't know how people do that not to say but, it, but it's but it's research there, you know, what's that it's it's research for a future role look at it that way yes yeah i, you I know? wish i wish it was i wish it was something i wish i could use that experience um at some point because i i'm i just bizarre how i got into that at the end of new york but new york was so tough i had to keep going from job to job mm -hmm. and i was a bouncer and i was a bouncer at a biker bar in new york and uh that's how i met these guys that said hey you ever need a job come work for us and i was like yeah that's not gonna happen and then uh <laughs> lost that i quit that job in the in the um in the bar, the biker bar, and then uh, 
I had no choice. I'd gone two months without work and I was like, I got to call these guys. And I did. And I started bouncing there and then they just slowly made, you know what? You're going to run this place. I'm going to what? I'm going to, uh, so I was like, how did I get here? Yeah, I guess that's probably the most bizarre part about me. I don't think people would pick that. And what's been the most embarrassing moment uh, in your career? Like anything that's in happened. In my career. That's been, yeah, that's been really um, embarrassing. I, I have so many embarrassing moments. Uh, oh, here's a great one. I was in uh, uh, Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. And uh, I was just doing a bit part. I think I played a carpet. Uh, I was putting down carpet or something in their in their suite. And uh, there was a young kid on the set who played. Uh, there was a 16-year-old girl who was a series regular. And then there was a 16-year-old kid that came in to play the boyfriend for a guest spot. Uh, for that show. And I was like, wow, if I was 16 and had a guest spot, how awesome would that be? And uh, so I just went up to him and said, hey, how are you? I'm Jay. And he's like, hey. And uh, um, I said, Zach. And I was like, hey, nice to meet you. And he's yeah, nice to meet you. And I'm talking to him, uh, you know, just off set. And I'm like, it's got to be a good role for you, right? I mean, uh, guest spot on a show? That's got to be nice, you know? And he looked at me like I was joking or something. And I was like, what? No? And then he just walked away. And uh, I was like, wow, that's weird. Turned out that that was Zach Efron. <laughs> I had no idea who he was. And uh, he's just doing a favor, coming in, filling in, the, doing this role. <laughs> he had just done uh, High School Musical, which I didn't know. I, and every 16-year-old girl knew who he was, but I didn't. I just completely embarrassed myself. That is but, fine. That yeah. you know, you know what? Why would you know who he was? Uh, to right. be fair, and and we've all been through that. I mean, I I was in a green room once, and I turned round round to this man and and said, "Are you with the band?" And he said in quite a deep American accent, he said, "Yeah." And then five minutes later, I heard the sound check, and I saw the um, I heard the song "War." What is it good for? And we were we were doing support for them for ed for edwin star and as i went to the stage i realized the guy i was talking to was ed was edwin star and literally as he came off stage he patted me on the back so there we go i mean you mistake yeah. people so easily oh, and so, and so he was such but... such a, a star you know god bless his soul yeah. but uh and then last lastly uh your party trick what is your go-to party trick Oh, I used to do, um, I haven't done it in a long time, but I used to do an impression of a jack-o'-lantern. And I used to light a match and uh, put it in my mouth and just bite it with my teeth and let it um, um, just burn in my mouth while I had my teeth out. And uh, I would say it was a jack-o'-lantern. That was uh, a trick. Um, but, wow. you know, I'll, I'll tell the trick. I, I don't do it anymore, so it, it is a trick. <laughs> the, the saliva on your the top of your mouth really won't let you, the top of your mouth burn. I, I, somebody's going to try this now and don't do this. <laughs> yeah, at home, don't people. do not don't try do this. this. <laughs> yeah, but um, because when you're putting it, people do it slowly in the mouth and then they burn their lip and stuff. And so it is uh, not a good trick. But I used to do that and um, everybody thought, wow, it's amazing because I could let it burn for a while. But, you know, it's just as hot as a slice of pizza, you know, when you burn your roof of your mouth. So mm -hmm. I thought that was cool back in the day, but not anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we get older and we get wiser. And yeah. yeah, we, I mean, I used to put Sambuca in my mouth and light it in my mouth. Uh, so the flames came out your mouth and then, oh, and yeah, then yeah, you, okay. you, you would swallow it. And obviously 
I become older, a parent, greyer, and I know that's a bad idea. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to be good yeah, in the morning. Um, so uh, if you was a diva, Jay, if if you was a diva, what three things would you have on your rider uh, on your next project? Say that you had to send in a rider and you had to demand three things. What would they be? Wow. Um, if I was a diva, I, you know, hmm. Um, I, I, I'm at the age now where I would definitely want a stunt double. You know, I, I'm, I'm too old to do any, even the small things now. I, I used to go, you know, especially this last, you know, thank God I didn't have any stunts uh, or too many. I, I didn't have any stunts that I couldn't do on this last one. Uh, let me say that. But realistically, I had no stunts. It wasn't like some of these stunt guys, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm drinking with the bars in the bars with them one night. Next morning, I'm showing up and they're getting thrown around and, you know, they're mm-hmm. zombies, all painted up in zombies and just run around screaming and then slamming into something. I'm like, oh, man, I just it's not me. It's not me. Um, that is going to hurt in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So definitely Ooh. any stunts. I think that's I think those days are gone. I um, but. Hard to find a big guy that's a stuntman, too. That's mm-hmm. why they always ask me, well, maybe could you just try it? You know, and I'm like, no, no. So if I was a diva, I would say no more. And what else? I, you know, I don't really need a big trailer. I don't need uh, assistance asking me if I need anything. Um, I, I guess I would want uh, really great food on the set, which is usually the case. People don't like to skimp on food because that'll be a mutiny on any set if the food's mm-hmm. bad. Everybody gets angry. So food's always pretty good. But, man, if I had, like, you know, nice steak, you know, come in mm. for lunch, whoo, I might be a diva about that. And, and then three chair. things you said? And What's a comfy that? chair. A big comfy chair. Oh, yes, a comfy chair. So, so uh, af- see, after you've had chair, that steak, that's... you can have an afternoon nap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, um, some places don't have chairs uh, for all the actors. And so a lot of what? people are standing uh, yeah, and I, I know the union says, no, no, they all have chairs. But but the problem that will happen is they'll set up all these chairs one place where in the morning, and then you've moved down um, two blocks down the road to shoot somewhere else. Those chairs didn't make it over. They have enough chairs, but they just don't seem to make it all over. And you'll just show up going, is there anywhere I can sit down? I mean, just be patient. We're just about to shoot. And Okay, all right. And, and that might take 45 minutes, and you're like, Oh, I just, I got to stand here. I can't go anywhere. I've got it. No. Wow. Uh, weird thing to say. Demand a chair. A nice comfy <laughs> chair, yeah. though, does yeah. does wonders. <laughs> awesome. And, and and what have we got to look forward to uh, in the future from, from, from you? Anything that you can share about anything that you're doing at the moment? Or is it a case you of... Know, I've been putting... auditioning a lot. You know, this COVID, I, I didn't audition a lot, so I didn't have much going on. Um, but... Now I'm auditioning. I'm very happy that I'm auditioning a lot. Uh, and the auditions that I'm getting are like, I just auditioned for a leprechaun. Um, I'm six foot four. four. There's yeah. got to be a different angle on that leprechaun that they're doing. But uh, <laughs> very excited if I, if I got that. And, uh, and then there was a pirate I auditioned for just before that. These are really unique ones. Um, mm. I, I love different ones like that, you know, rather mm. than. Being the attorney and going, Your Honor, I rest my case, you know, and that. I don't know. I don't, that doesn't really excite me as much. 
That's fair enough. And and people can follow you on Instagram. Um, I think, is it only Inst- Instagram that you're on? Instagram. I'm on Facebook, too. It's just yeah. my name, Jaden Lund. I think I'm both of them. Wonderful. So we're going to get everyone following you, following you on that. And lastly, before we end this wonderful interview, Jay, why should people go out and watch the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre? You know, there's no big message in this movie. There's no big, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's hilarious. You don't have to think. There's not all these bizarre things. It's just a crazy, fun movie to watch. I I think everybody would enjoy it. I probably, you know, people are going, oh, no. I I think it's a blast to watch. I, I think most people would really enjoy watching this movie and loving every minute of it, it there's mm. but if you need uh some sort of twist or some sort of meaning or something yeah maybe maybe this is uh not for you but if you just want to go out and have a good time this is the movie to watch and definitely so the uh the movie is now streaming on literally everywhere from amazon to google yeah. to apple um so yeah. you can grab it wherever you grab your streamable content and uh, that was captain Mar- marvelous telling you to go out watch the movie uh yes. and you will definitely enjoy it and and you know there's one thing going to watch a really scary movie on halloween but but it's great yeah. to watch a scary but funny movie as well yes. on halloween you know Right. A few, a few laughs. Well, a lot of laughs, to be fair. And the makeup is amazing, and the action yeah. is amazing. So, so get out there, watch the movie, leave all your reviews, and then I'll put all the links uh, with this video uh, for all the uh, for all the uh, streaming content and your social media, Jay. But thank you so okay. much for being a, a guest. It's been an honour. Uh, look after yourself. Keep safe, and uh, I hope to speak to you in the future. Brian, thank you so much. It's so great to do this. I can't thank you enough. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.